Welcome to Best Bad Movie Ever, a podcast about terrible movies and the people who love them. With your hosts, Tom Ryman and David Christopher Bell. All right, let's go. Let's, hi, let's hi go. everyone. Hi. <laughs> hey. Welcome to an episode of Best Bad Movie Ever, the show about terrible films and the people who love them. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am your other co-host, David Bell. I'm Adam Todd Brown. You didn't have to think about that. Mine was the long longest. Saved Yours did go the longest. I yeah. was trying to savor it. Well, you have the longest name in the Just room. Just really That's rolling true. it around. Yeah. yeah. Really me. swishing it in my cheeks. Mm. So we're all here to talk about how good the fanatic is, huh? Yeah. We're definitely here to discuss the fanatic. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, the 2019 film direct writ, written and directed or just directed sorry, by Fred Durst. Fred Durst's the fanatic. Yes. yes. As I like to call it, I believe written and directed by Fred Durst. Uh, I feel like if we, we dig in there, Eminem should have a writing credit or two Probably. because yeah. this is Stan the movie. But You're right. With starring Stan. Stan. Yeah. Starring Stan. Yeah. 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 This is Devin Sawa playing a, uh, like a kind of a B movie celebrity. It seems like he's like a Bruce Campbell type. Yeah. yeah. The kind um, of, the kind of guy you bump into signing copies of books on Magnolia Boulevard and Burbank. Yeah. Like Casper Van Dien. Yeah, he's a real for Van example. Dean. I ran. Yeah. I just randomly walked into a Casper Van Dien signing signing once. Now that you say that, this could be based off of Casper Van Dien, like that character. It was Casper be. Van Dien a dick to Fred Durst? Is that why this movie? Maybe. Exists? Yes. Uh, I feel like this movie was written from the standpoint of somebody bumped into Fred Durst, and he wants to illustrate. Look, this is what Hollywood does. This is what fame does to both the famous and the fans. Also, don't you ever come to my fucking house? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. I will maim you. Yeah. I will stab your eye out. <laughs> I will fuck you up, and then I will not talk to the cops. About it. I will just allow myself to be arrested. Yeah. Allow yourself to be arrested to go down for the murder that happened in your backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of that. Um, I mean, he did warn us. He said he would, he would skin our asses raw. Yeah. With mm-hmm. The chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I like this movie so much. Okay. Well, we should also I own this. this. Mo- I own this movie so I can have access to it. Just unfettered access to whenever you want. Yeah. The fanatic. We yeah. should mention this movie also features and I would say stars. John Travolta stars. John Travolta. I my, would- my friend, uh, Sliceberg slim. Mm-hmm. That's his stage name. Sure. He does uh, some of the intros for some of the Unpops podcasts. Uh, he described this movie as John Travolta's training day, <laughs> which I feel like is pretty fucking accurate. Yeah. This is John Travolta swinging for the fences. He's, oh man, he's taking a meaty lumberjack he, swing. The fucking he goes, Bobby. He goes full Tropic Thunder. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Oh, I know. I was gonna. I was coming in here prepared to make that remark. It's like this is like John Travolta's performance in this movie is like if somebody was just really, really awesome at doing a minstrel character. I I couldn't decide because I think when we mentioned we talked about this on our podcast. Huh? Yeah. Like I don't know if he's supposed to have autism because I hope that's not because that's I don't know he's he's. They never really uh, specify what's wrong with him. And but, that's, I think, the biggest problem. I will say, I did, I like this movie, too. And I think this movie falls victim to, um, like, when Nicolas Cage makes, you know, th- 
five movies a year mm-hmm. and you just know like, oh, that's going to be crap. And John Travolta kind of fallen, fell into that. Yeah. So like people, I think those people wanted this movie to be bad. And the Fred Durst. The thing. Fred Durst connection yeah. cannot be overlooked. Yeah. No. People wanted this movie to be worse than it was. But in fact, I would, I would say that Travolta does a good job. I would say that Fred Durst does a good job. I would say that Devin Sawa does a good job. Everybody does a good job in this. Everybody's great. Yeah, the um, the reaction to this movie was way overblown. Like, yes. it's not as bad as those critic scores would have you believe. Yeah, it's mostly that the ending is insane. Yeah, <laughs> the ending is uh, it's nuts. Yeah. Pretty bananas, and oh, it really takes a turn. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, um, Adam, why don't you favor us with a quick plot description of the two two thousand nineteen uh, thriller, mm. the well, fanatic. How about instead of the plot description, I hit you with the opening monologue, and I think that'll just explain everything. (laughs) Uh, Los Angeles. I call it the city of bullshitters. But who am I to judge? I live here, too. Some people pick themselves up after getting the shit knocked out of them. Others break down like an old station wagon. You try to put off the inevitable, but everything breaks down eventually. Even a person's spirit. But Moose, he was unbreakable. Moose. Moose. Okay, so I probably still need to explain the plot of the movie. That, didn't, <laughs> that did not help whatsoever. It's Eminem's song Stan. Essentially, in yeah. a lot of ways, uh, featuring Devin Sawa. Uh, it's a movie about an obsessive fan. Uh, it's called The Fanatic. And yeah. John Travolta plays a character mm-hmm. who has some quirks. We don't know what those quirks are, yeah. but one of them is that he is in love with an actor named Hunter Dunbar. And he finds out Hunter Dunbar is going to be signing books at this shop that he frequents. And he sh- he buys a vest that says Rico on the back. <laughs> he sure does. That I would wear all the time if I could get my hands on it. Oh I hope gosh. it wasn't actually set on fire as I, depicted in the movie. If you're listening, I, I, Fred, there's a shower. Yeah. 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 Send it. I'd have it on right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, obviously. Yeah. And he shows up to meet his hero, Hunter Dunbar, and to get an autograph, and things don't go well. Nope. And it's just a spiral from there. They do a good job with Hunter Dunbar isn't a great guy, but he's also not wrong. Where right. it's like he's a he's kind of, he's a prick to Travolta like the first time because he's having a bad time, but he should know like yeah you're at a signing like you, it's that where well, he's his like kid shows up and Travolta approaches him when he's with his talk trying right. to talk to his kid and again he's not wrong that's what I'm saying that's yeah, like, yeah he's never wrong it's this it, it, and it's that, not when that his time, fault when that happens he's like at the guy's house the first time yeah the first time it's his ex wife ex wife yeah. yeah yeah and so yeah. That's that's one of the things I like about this movie. There's no point where either person seems that right or that wrong. Because, yeah, it's fucked up that John Travolta showed up at Hunter Dunbar's house. But clearly, John Travolta isn't playing with a full deck. Right. And Hunter Dunbar could have just signed that fucking autograph and sent him on his way. Watching the movie. Instead of like, assaulting dude, him. Yeah. Or call the like, police. Yeah. At any point, the police could have been called. <laughs> yes. There was a lot of points. Uh, There's sort of, I, I do wish they made it even more kind of gray area ish. Cause the other big issue with this movie is what it says about mental health issues where they make him like autistic, but then also doesn't care that he kills somebody. Well, it's like he doesn't understand that she's he doesn't dead. understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. And it, it felt like they wanted to just 
they they didn't actually have anybody researching any mental health issues or anything it was just like john travolta doing what he just wanted to do i like to imagine the character wasn't supposed to even have any mental health issues and john travolta just showed up and played it that way yeah yeah i could see that this will help right (laughs) well i was thinking like i mean what's wrong with this guy (laughs) so it's like i just did the thing it's this is a kind of a well-acted movie yeah yeah like there's the shop owner in the beginning, one of my favorite scenes is when he first shows Moose, which is John Travolta's character, Yes, the flyer advertising Hunter Dunbar's appearance. Mm-hmm. And John Travolta like starts rubbing his face and the guy just goes, ah, <laughs> like, ooh, I made a mistake telling him about this. Right, because right. he has like a meltdown about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, John Travolta, like, he... It's a performance. Yeah. It is a performance. I think it's, it's like the best episode of Amos and Andy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's it's not good acting, uh, at least with Travolta. It's just like, wow, look look at him up there doing this. Where yeah. it's like, it's bold. It's a bold, a series of bold decisions. Yes. And so it's kind <laughs> it's of. definitely that. Yeah. It's like watching karaoke. Where you're like, uh, they might not be the best, but you know what? They're up there belting it out. So uh, kudos, I guess. Yeah, I think the unanswered questions about Moose are the biggest problem in this movie. How is this man living on his own? What is his relationship with the paparazzi lady? And she is, man. Why that, would she introduce him to the star map? I know. App? And then be like, you're not going to use this to go to his house. Of course he they is. They needed to make her more like him. Like she was like a, re- like a very, like she, she seemed to be very like smart and, and hip and young. And mm-hmm. it was like, why would you help him sneak into this place? Why would you give him that map? Like, and then act surprised. Like, she needed to be, like, sinister or more clueless. Right. And she was. And no one should have been. Like, that, that, they, everyone should have kind of seen this coming. Yeah. Yeah. This, the only, it's like, there is, there is one end point to this. Yeah. Yes and no, because it's, I didn't, I don't think anybody would have seen him getting, like, what, partially blinded <laughs> and with fingers chopped off? Totally blinded in yeah, one eye. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, the, the the inevitable conclusion, the inevitable end point is this is going to end in violence. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't know if we ne- even really needed the, the scenes of him being a street performer. I mean, we needed it. It, it adds a whole it. lot of crazy to it. Yeah. I think it adds, we talked about it on the, we just watch. I think it adds an element of his wanting to be a performer yeah, and yeah. Wa- wanting to be a part of, of Hollywood in whatever way he can. And his, I want an entire movie of, of John Travolta purposefully doing a bad British accent. Yeah. <laughs> I, love the, the <laughs> I love that he does that British accent and then looks at himself in the mirror and goes, you're good. Yeah. You're good at this. When you got it, you got it <laughs> and you got it. You got I, it. Moose. I think that plays well into the the ending when when he's stumbling through the street and he's blinded yeah. and he's awful and someone wants to take a picture because they think it's a makeup. What fucking character did they think he was supposed I don't know. to be? Oh man, are you John Travolta from the Fanatic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he still tries to smile for the picture. That's that my sweet. favorite part. Like yeah. I thought that what made the whole movie for me, which is like, oh yeah, he's he's such a sad character and he just wants to put on a happy fucking face. Yeah, and that's what, and he wants to be a showman, 
And even in these, he keeps having these moments where he's so like, that's why it's important for Devin Sawa to be an asshole. It doesn't make John Travolta right, but it's just that like, he just gets beaten down emotionally so much and he keeps trying to be optimistic about it. Yeah. And the end is continuing that where it's, it's like the, I, we're going to make it, I'm going to make it one day. Well, that's as, as depict as, as explained in the opening monologue. Yeah. Can't break Moose's spirit. You can't break. He's too fucking spirit. dumb to know he's got one. And then at the end, he pretends he, he's a pirate. He's gonna be a pirate. Yeah, yeah. Just, got, just missing an eye, and yeah. most of a hand. All the yeah. stuff with Todd the God was oh my God was weird. His weird rivalry with an up close street magician that didn't. Who's That's trying to like? Who's trying to jump him into his magic gang? Yeah, <laughs> and the security guard who tells him like, "Yeah, it's good that you assaulted it's and good. choked him out." Yeah. It's good that you said that completely insane thing to yeah. him, where he's oh. like, "I wish Freddy Krueger would chop your what head." What completely insane thing you ask? I wish that Freddy Krueger would come and chop your head, chop off your head, and it would roll in the street, and a truck would squish it, and the blood would splatter everywhere, and everyone would watch it. <laughs> I kind of wish that too. Like if yeah, had that exact thing happened right yeah. after he said that, I'd been like, mm. like oh, Freddy Krueger. Nice. This is a good movie. Nice pull. Nice, nice pull touch, Fred Durst. Yeah. What was with the drawings between acts? I don't know if we needed. I that think was, here's I my don't know. Here's my. <laughs> I have a guess on this. Okay, and it's a budget guess. It's a guess that when they were in post or something, they were like, we needed more. We needed the pacing was wrong. Something happened. Uh, they, I don't. I'm not saying they like didn't shoot things, but it felt like it wasn't a artistic choice from the start. It was a like, oh, and we have this. Like, it could have been the. It could have been just an idea in post mm-hmm. that it might be. It might not have been desperate, but it didn't feel like it belonged in it. Yeah, I, I, when you said that, it like clicked in my head. I, there's no, there's no geography shots in the movie except for those paintings. You're like, right. We, we have no idea where any location is relative right. to itself. So we get the, like, you know, you don't normally show like what's the rules. Like we don't need to see them driving there, but it's like, those are the only times where we get a sense of, Oh, he's going from a to B and yeah. this is the area that he's in. And I honestly, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it, they weren't bad drawings. It wasn't a bad idea. No, but they were very did. stylized. Yeah. I don't think they were needed. They were probably needed for pacing in the edit or something like that. This movie needed a co-writer. Like <laughs> Fred Durst just needed a little help. Yeah, it needed I a polish. That's, yeah. That's, that's the story of Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I do love 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 the scene where Devin Sawa is in what 2018 presumably to ask it is driving his kid. son to school. Well, listen a little biscuit little bit of the biscuit that was great i listened to this in high school yeah oh that's nice and he's listening to the unquestionable truth which is basically their rage against the machine album right it's like i believe you let it go fred <laughs> but yeah it's yeah it's <laughs> i can't little bit of the biscuit i can't tell that's he he must have known that you, was funny right you can't unless you have zero self-awareness you can't make that scene and be like yeah like people are gonna think like he has to have known that like right the the idea of devin sawa explain who is in his 40s explaining to this like 12 year old kid <laughs> but oh you got you get down with the biscuit this song was pretty cool when i was in high school so like, yeah that was 20 years ago this kid doesn't know who limp biscuit is I have, and there's no way devin sawa was still in high school when limp biscuit was active yeah. no probably not i have a few <laughs> theories um 
Because here's here's the weird thing is if I were Fred Durst and I was doing that scene, you'd do something funny, like have the kid go like, oh, these guys suck or like, you know, do something self-aware. You don't just have the character go like, oh, sweet Limp Bizkit. I'm wondering if that's a Devin Sawa improv. If like they were shooting it and it was like he knew like it would just be a funny thing to do. <laughs> maybe uh, like that's the, the kid, only explanation the kid does not respond exactly like no. it's not really he just lets limp biscuit wash over it's him not, like a mighty wave it's this like beat the movie takes that doesn't <laughs> it doesn't have like a setup or punchline like leone and deep impact yeah, oh, yeah. just, <laughs> just holding, holding her dad and letting it all come <laughs> And it's it that comes after. I love the all the stuff that happens in Devin Sawa's house is great. Yeah, the stuff with him and Moose. Oh, when he's uh, tied up and shit. Yeah. Well, even or, that that first night, right? Where, when he doesn't yeah. know he's there. He doesn't know he's there, and then they he wait the fucking phone alarm goes off and he's been sleeping in the chair next to him. Yeah, the whole time that was a genuinely tense. Yeah, moment. that was great. What and a, that. Like, I, I love that scene. One of my favorite moments of the entire film was when a little Travolta hand snakes out from under the bed and grabs. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, gotta, like E.T. Got to check under your bed. <laughs> yeah. John Travolta might be under right. there. <laughs> if I were John Travolta, I would break into people's houses all the time and just hide. Right. I mean, you're rolling the dice, but like, it's a pretty good gag if it works out. Yeah. Like yeah. Like, oh, God. John Travolta. John Travolta? <laughs> In character from Fred Durst's The Fanatic? <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Did you use my toothbrush? Oh, man. Is that a wink? Oh, no. You really cut your hair that way. <laughs> yeah, you sa- he, he sent out, like, uh, for your consideration ads for this, right? Yes, he did. That is bold. Mm. It's a bold strategy. Bold you, career you move. miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Did, he do, did he do that for Gotti? I, he must have. <laughs> He's a little lost. There's a whole, there's a, you could do a conspiracy show about God, the Gotti movie. If you haven't read about it. I have not. Oh man. It's uh, it's the first and only movie that was produced by uh, uh movie pass. Oh, wow. Oh. So they, they, they inflated ticket sales. You know, they do the thing where they buy their own tickets and so they could flood user reviews. It's like, don't listen to these critics. God, he's awesome. It's a whole thing. That's a digression, but you should this listen is, to it. I mean, this is why I'm the people selling the tickets shouldn't be making the movies. Yeah. This is a whole fucking <laughs> thing. a whole fucking problem. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Part of why MoviePass doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Fred Durst, the fanatic. Yes. Uh, I yeah I like the, the all the stuff in the house I liked I thought the scene where John Travolta has Devin Sawa tied to the bed and he keeps coming out as different horror movie characters I thought that was fucking brilliant yeah it was great and I loved just I I like the I don't know I, that was a genuinely scare not scary but it was a disturbing moment especially the way like John Travolta reacted in those scenes it was a real like keep you on your toes kind of thing yeah it's i did like that scene <laughs> the turn is is bonkers but it's like it, it is like he's reacting in a way that's like he's just like he's like a he's like a disappointed kid meeting somebody's like oh you don't know what that is oh man you're like you're like I, yeah and yeah you're waiting for it to escalate to a place where it never gets with him but it's like both these characters are in the room now and it's like, you know, 
you know, you know, you know, one of them's going to get hurt real bad. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know how bad. Yeah. And you don't really want either of it uh, to happen to either of them. So it's just like, that's like the tension is like, fuck one of these guys is going to just. Yeah. Who was the villain in this movie? Uh, the security guy. Fame. Fred Adam. Durst. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's the why. intoxicating mistress of fame. <laughs> I think that's why. Los the- Angeles. Los Angeles. <laughs> I like to think of Los Angeles as a character. Oh, by the way, I brought I brought up the the uh, the opening monologue because uh, just solely because it mentions station wagons, and I do mm. want everyone listening to this to check out Fred Durst's Instagram, which is about twenty two p- pictures of vintage station wagons, and then three pictures of him drinking coffee. Yeah, just what solid vintage station wagons. Yeah, wow. they're nice. That is a surprisingly benign Instagram presence. Yeah, for Fred Durst. Yeah. Like they're not even station wagons with like women with their legs spread airbrushed right, on the ask, hood is, or is anything he, is, like is that. Is he still affiliated with Cash Money Records? He's doing a jazz night in L.A. now. <laughs> hmm. He does. I believe you. He hosts a jazz night. Lady sure. Gaga dropped in on it hmm. a couple months ago. I mean, wow. until his film career picks up. And, yeah, well, and yeah, he's probably had to let the jazz night go now mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he's got all the... Well, he's got to get, you know, all for the Oscar campaign. Yeah, now that he's got all this fame <laughs> to deal with. Mm-hmm. I think this movie is like... It's like a student film done by someone rich and famous enough to get all these people involved. Where it's like, oh, this is Fred Durst. This is a good start. Yeah. It's that, where it's like, this isn't bad. It's just like, yeah, keep... Keep going, keep, buddy. Keep, going. keep trying. Maybe. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not, it's not great. It's uh, but you're on your way. Maybe, maybe his next movie will be his, the devil's rejects. Yeah. 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 Cause but, house of a thousand corpses was good. That's another one where it's like, all right, Rob, but then I devil's see. rejects was the devil's. Rejects. Wow. Yeah. 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 It felt like he had read some books or something on filmmaking at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, no, yeah. I can do this for real. Yeah. Yeah speechlessness in the room yeah we're drinking water fred durst over fred durst's the well, fanatic let's talk about the ending then oh. because the uh, how did devon sawa not know there was a dead woman in his That's backyard question number one days. she's out there for like two days he has a kid there did the kid not look out the window they uh, john travolta s- s- frightens the 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 maid and she falls and hits her head and super dies. Mm-hmm. And then turbo dies. Like three days of movie happen. Mm-hmm. And they just, the movie, the film just pre- pretends that didn't happen. Like I, I, it was that thing where I was like, was that in his head? Yeah. Is she okay? Like if they had showed him like cover the body or something like yeah, that, would have, but he just leaves. <laughs> and it's like the movie wants us to like, it felt like at the end it was supposed to be like a twist of like, remember that body you forgot? Well, yeah. it's back. And it's like, I never forgot about yeah, no, that body. I, yeah. I remembered the only person who's died in this film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I, that stood, that stood out. I, I hate stuff like that so much. That was what I hated about the Joker is when they reveal that, that one uh, plot where, I mean, fucking spoiler. If you haven't seen the Joker yet, good. Yeah. But that storyline where, oh, that girl he was dating, it was all in his head. It's like, I know. I Everyone felt, watching this movie knew that. I felt genuine relief that we talked about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where it's like, oh, thank God that wasn't a real I, character. I legitimately yeah. couldn't tell if it was just like, oh, this she's just behaving this way because it's being written by Todd Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like... 
Yeah, I guess that would make it more of a twist. Right. Yeah. right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, when she turned this out how to Todd be Phillips real. would write this. Yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah, That it was a lot like the ending was dumb. And then, well, and then it's, I, I they were trying to do like. We're talking about the fanatic right now, right? Yes. Okay. They were trying mm-hmm. to do something that was unique, but they didn't make it clever enough. They like have a thing where Devin Sawa's character has clearly had an affair with the maid. Um, and then well, there's not, a, a, not an aff- not not affair. Not a Oh, right. They, 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 ex, they, yeah, a they relationship. Had a, they had a relationship and then she's like, uh, we can't, this, we can't yeah. do this anymore. And he's like, all right. And then the gardener like notices them or something in the yard. I remember there was, they planted a couple seeds, but it was all like, it was the, 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 the at the ending, the cops show up and they have found the, the gardener found the dead maid and they just are like you, you must've done it. Devin saw and they arrest him and they try to make it like seem like that's it. Like oh, he's wow. going to go down for it. Yeah. And it's like, no, the cops are going to walk into that house, find cut ropes and yeah. blood of multiple people. And he's going to tell them. Yes. And this- he's uh, most importantly, <laughs> yeah. he's going to say, here's what happened. Like he's gets, they lead him out in cuffs and he's like, got this look of like, damn, yeah, and it's like, but wait, hold Moose on, got me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just say with your mouth the things that happen. Yeah, to he's you. definitely not going. Like Moose is going to prison. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like his name is Moose. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. he's he's gonna be easy to find. You go yeah. right back to that shop. He's got one eye and half a hand. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to be hard. That guy's going to jail for sure. Yeah. And the only one of that haircut in Los Angeles. <laughs> right. And I would argue it's not a plot hole in the movie. It's a plot hole in the tone because everything that happens in the movie could have happened. Yeah. We just don't see the moment an hour later, the cops are going up to Moose and arresting him because Devin saw what's like, so here's what happened. Right. Like it's, it's like they just omit that part and pretend like, oh yeah, this is how it ends. And it's like, no, that's- that should be the sequel. Fred Durst, the fanatic, cell block 319. Yeah. Just moose in prison, mm-hmm. stabbing people with action figures. And oh, shit. yeah. Just going it's, all yeah, it's fun. Just, it's, yeah, I was about to say it's yeah. assault and cell block 99 or whatever it was. Yeah, which was a dumb movie. But I liked it. Oh, I liked yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Fred Durst. This Fred is Durst. not his first movie, right? I don't know. Didn't he have. It must be. No, no, no. He's got, he's got another. Okay, my phone doesn't want to work. It's fine. Well, let's find out what else. What else could he have done? Maybe a few. Maybe a few music videos. No, there's another. Maybe movie. a stained video. I'm on the outside. I'm looking out. I haven't thought about that song in probably 20 years. You, you heard any of his uh, more recent shit? Wait, who I know is he's this? Doing, he's doing country. Aaron now, Lewis. He? He's got a song called That Ain't Country. Yeah. What is what is all this? What are you talking oh, about? Oh, man. Remember the enemy anti-everything? No. Puddle of mud videos. Okay. The Education of Charlie Banks. What are we doing right now? Is Fred Durst's other movie. That it he did, did the director. The long shots with Ice Cube. <laughs> He's been directing? Yeah, The okay. Education of Charlie Banks I, came I, out in 2007. I got to go and take back my, oh, great try, Fred Durst <laughs> comments. He's been cl- doing this for a while. He should know better. This movie, again, it's a very he, enjoyable he movie. He directed just, a PG, like, family football movie starring Ice Cube. What the fuck? His the two, fucking long shot. His 2007 movie, The Education of Charlie Banks, had a $5 million budget, and it made... at the box office. Wow. 
And it's not like it like went straight to Netflix after that. It was 2007. So wow. Oh, that's the Jesse Eisenberg movie. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, this is career director Fred Durst. Uh, another another Fred Durst opus. Another yeah. one. Fred Durst joint. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the oh, I, I ask again, who is the villain in this movie? I feel like it's Devin well, Sawa. That's, no, that's the point. That's uh, one of the things that I think is good about the movie is that there is no like there that's you like you said is that you know that one of these two people are going to get hurt at the end and you don't want either to right and it's like that's the point is that they they did a good job at making both of the main characters sympathetic where you're like i like moose is obviously the one doing the bad stuff um at the end and you know yeah but, and- but then devin sawa turns around and fucking assaults him and again, just assaults him and then goes, okay, see ya. And lets yeah. him leave. Um, Assault is such a gentle word for blasting yeah. his hand apart and stabbing his eye. There out. were little things they could have done with like Devin Sawa's character. If they had shown that like he was more of like a, you know, a Russell Crowe type where he had like issues with violence in the past or, you know, like I think that was the point is that his character wasn't a good guy. I think, yeah, they hadn't. F- I mean, we should, well, they, we talked about this on the, we just watched. I mean, there's gonna be overlap, yeah. but like they show that, he's like a decent guy with uh, he, when he's doing his interpersonal stuff and with his kid and with like yeah. the maid and whoever he's talking to on the phone where he's like, Oh, he's like, you know, he's, he's trying, he's a reasonable guy, right. but he's so fucking aggro when he deals with John. Right. If they had done something where he had like a, a past with something like this, like a, another stalker. And so this is like him losing his mind. It's that where, yeah, it, it, you you see where he's coming from a lot, and you see John Travolta, you sort of understand, you, you sympathize, you don't understand. But yeah, it's just like, I think yeah. that's why it's important that John Travolta's character, ha- like he had to be the way he was, because that couldn't, if that's just, if John Travolta plays that dude as just a normal person who happens to be a kind of overzealous fan, then it is then kind just, of awful what he's doing. Right. And it's, it's awful anyway, but like... They needed I to make it so he ex- didn't understand. Yeah, I would expect Devin Sawa or Dev, like Hunter Dunbar, like you would expect him to give a little leeway to someone like... I know I would. Like if someone with like fucking down syndrome ran up on me and was like, Oh my God, I'm your biggest fan. And like right. was being really aggro about it. I wouldn't punch them. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't like jam a Sharpie in their yeah. chest and carve my name into it, which is what Hunter Dunbar does to moose. Yeah. He's like, you want my fucking autograph? Right. And it's like, if you had time to do that, just sign, just sign, sign the, the fucking, fucking autograph. Thing. Just yeah. sign it. Like, how is that going to be? how is that going to lead to a less desirable outcome right than fucking brutally assaulting him and then yelling stalker as he's walking away like yeah. he got really fired up listening to limp biscuit in the car he did, yeah, he did. and i think it came out yeah he projected that onto moose <laughs> listen you can't you can't hear break stuff and then not want to yeah break you can't stuff. get a man that fresh off the biscuit yeah, yeah. off the biscuit and, and hope Chocolate there's not- starfish <laughs> 
Do you? All right. I guess the question is: Do you think Fred Durst understood that Devin Sawa's character was kind of a prick, or was he like, "This is our hero, guys, our protagonist," and then he like totally beats the guy up at the end? No, I think you're like, supposed to understand. Yeah, I know. Least, yeah, yeah. Um, because that's there is a part of this where it's like whenever it's famous people doing stuff about fans mm-hmm. and it's like John Travolta doing this performance is just like, is this what you think like fans are just like insufferable and like, like it's, it's, I know that's not the point obviously, but it's always weird right. to watch celebrities do stuff about fandom. Well, I appreciate when they, at least I, I would have really liked this movie if it was the same sort of tone and, 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 uh, storyline, if it had been about, uh, a musician instead of an actor, cause mm-hmm. then it would be like, Oh, this is like, cause I, you get the sense that this is definitely sort of something he's experienced at least a certain aspect of, and then being like, okay, well this is when people are like, there's, this is sort of a, the, the idea of fans and fandom and fame is, is can, can be very toxic. And like everybody has an experience where they've met a celebrity and they've been shitty to them. And it's like, well, like, and then so making this movie does sort of seem self-serving in that sense of where it's like, well, here's like why I might've been shitty to you. Like, you don't know what's right. going on with my day. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, it would have been better for music. Cause I think music is more personal. People get more personally connected. It, de- it depends. Yeah. I mean, people, connect i think it's yeah that's fair i just i think of music as like it's it would have been interesting to show someone who doesn't have like any mental health issues just who had like a band helped them through a really dark time and Mm -hmm. then they meet the person and the person's an asshole and it like drives them mad like Mm -hmm. dealing with that yeah Uh, would have been a cool idea i think too that probably would have been a little more interesting yeah i don't know i just it was the ending was so frustrating because I didn't want Devin Sawa to be a dick. Yeah. I wanted this movie to have a happy ending. (laughs) Yeah. I wanted that whole thing where he like basically talks John Travolta into untying him. This is the power of acting. I wanted that to work and I wanted that to be the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. And when Devin Sawa fucking headbutts John Travolta, Mm -hmm. it's like you, cunt what are you doing like mm-hmm. just you're right there like you were right there well then he, and then, and then it to... turns into like kill bill volume three right and then out of nowhere like, and then he calmly lets him leave yeah he hands him a towel <laughs> yeah. to wrap his mutilated hand and sends him on his way and then just lets it like you can't let him go after you stabbed him in the eye yeah well, that's <sighs> like at that point i was like shoot him put him out of his misery he's so hurt yeah, yeah. This must hurt so much. <laughs> like, how much blood did he lose on the walk home? Yeah. Fucking, uh, he's still bleeding on Hollywood <laughs> yeah, Boulevard. Yeah, I'm surprised Jim Sawa doesn't open his door later and just find him dead, like, <laughs> right. three feet away. Right, he, like, didn't even make yeah. it to the end of the walk. On top of the maid. <laughs> <Right>. Fuck. <laughs> Crazy night, huh? Oh, man. I did like the little prank that Moose pulled when he first had Devin Sawa tied to the bed. Mm-hmm. And he's just laying there in a pool of fake blood. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, he, that was like a that was a good prank on us because when I saw it, I was like, oh shit, this yeah. is a totally new direction. That's how this movie ends. Yeah, My God, yeah, just Devin saw it, like <laughs> that would have getting... been a pretty good ending. Yeah, yeah, if the last half of the movie was just Devin Sawa trying to get out of ropes while yeah. John Travolta's it's just Gerald's game. Yeah, just <laughs> <Gerald's game. laughs> next to him. <laughs> 
That would have been and incredible. Then he's saved by Fred Durst. <laughs> I would have loved Fred Durst to play himself in this. Yeah, yes. was Fred Durst in this at all? I don't think I didn't he was. Spot him, no. I mean, technically, he was his voice because they're listening to. That's true. Oh yeah, yeah. listening yeah. to the unquestionable truth. That's his director's cameo. He's like Hitchcock, where Limp Biscuit plays in every one of his movies. Not to brag, but that is maybe my favorite Limp Biscuit album. Sure. I don't know. That's I can't imagine in what universe that would be a brag, but it's an EP that just sounds like them doing Rage Against the Machine songs. Okay, but because they sound like Rage Against the Machine songs, they're better than Limp Biscuit songs. Okay, so that's how that works. Mm. Uh, yeah, that I was believe. a that was a weird choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. I still think that this is one of those movies that people who are paid to write reviews are in a lot of cases a little too cool to really be objective yeah. about it i yes. think this film yeah because at some punished. point you don't want to just like you you don't want to be the one person who was like man get out sucked right and i'm sorry but as a professional reviewer that's my opinion nobody wants to be that person and nobody wants to be the person going ah, actually fred durst the fanatic is okay they also wanted it to be it's it's again it's everybody they they wanted it to be comically bad Mm-hmm. because they just and it's just not it's it's got some problems but it's just not it's not that it's not the the big ridiculous film they were hoping it would be it certainly has its moments that live up to that like yeah. being the british yeah. bobby but it's it's <laughs> they not just thrust you into that too. yeah that's that's it's like what is happening thing. but it shows how much he respects hollywood yeah how yeah. much he respects the craft yeah yeah that was a little I mean, it was fun to watch, like mm-hmm. just watching John Travolta play a British Bobby. Like, I, fe- I feel like that's how he would have played it in real life, too, even if that wasn't. Yeah. Oh, do yeah, you absolutely. Think to be like all method. Do you think Travolta went out there? Do you think he went out on Sunset? Dressed as a British Bobby? As a, oh, like, I sure God, hope so. Damn it. Yeah. I hope he did that. He he must have. He, I, I mean, he was, was out him. there when they were filming it. Yeah. But I, I yeah, I feel like I wouldn't have recognized him if he was out there doing that. No, probably not. Yeah, it would have been it's a delightful thing he should have done. I hope he did. It was. Yeah, did he have parents or family or anything? Not that Moose? that I detected. Moose? Yeah, like there was no He had that one friend who I don't know was How did he get to LA? Why was he in LA? How did he make his, his money? Crashed down on what this was, planet. What he, was his life? Is he fucking CIA this? or something? What was yeah. going on with that guy? <laughs> He's a deep cover agent. <laughs> oh How does he God. make is it just through being a British Bobby? Is that how he makes his money? It can't be. He it had a nice apartment. Be. Yeah. He had a really nice apartment. Yeah. It had like exposed brick walls. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah Where are you getting that on a British Bobby budget mm-hmm. in, in LA? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, that last scene is clearly not Los Angeles. Like they're in New York. Oh, Oh, oh yeah, no, I, I I forget. I looked it up. But yeah, it's not L.A. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's clearly like Chicago or something. There's like no leaves on the trees, and it's just right, like, it's winter, yeah. like yeah. real winter where you are right now. That's not L.A. And like, why not just film everything else is in L.A. Just film it in L.A. <sighs> Maybe they just like. What are you doing? Know. What are you doing? What are you doing? Fred Durst lives in L.A. <laughs> yeah. Just go outside. Film it outside your apartment. I mean, I assume, Fred Durst's I, assume, house. I assume they did film port, large portions of it at Fred Durst's house. Like, why wouldn't they? How do you think Fred Durst is doing right now? Uh, Just like, what, like emotionally? Yeah. He's probably fine. I think he's doing all right. I think he's doing okay. I think, yeah, I think he doesn't, I don't think he knows to any other otherwise. Like, I think he's just happy in yeah. his little Durst world. 
I mean, the the reaction to this movie had to be a little bit of a. B- I don't think he got him down. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at some Although point you gotta seem- just brush the haters off. Yeah, if it, I'm being completely honest. Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it did seem like they were expecting this to be more than it was. Like the Travolta trying to to get an award for this, like yeah. submitting it. Like I think they it's might like, have had some expectations where, like, this is gonna be our, our like one hour photo. Like this is gonna be like a uh, like a big a comeback moment. Well, that's Travolta the, or something like that. And it was like, mm. that's the whole thing about that famous moment from Tropic Thunder. It's kind of true. Like, yeah, I like, mean, it's it's hard to watch someone go this hard. It depends portraying on portraying someone I, yeah. uh, who is mentally disabled. I think it depends on the context for sure. I always think of the movie radio, which is one of the most embarrassing films <laughs> yeah, ever made. Yeah, sure is. because it was like, it's based off a real guy, but it was like full of, I remember watching the trailer and there was literally a line of like, this whole time we thought we've been teaching radio. Turns out radio has been teaching us. And it was like, <laughs> Oh, okay. So this is a spoof. This is a parody. Film. <laughs> oh my God. Fucking radio. Radio. We should get somebody on here to talk about radio. Yes, we should. That was a Cuba Gooding Jr. movie, right? Yeah. Harris. He's playing like yeah. he's like hangs out with a football team. There's literally, again, in the trailer. It's all from the trailer. There's a shot of him like trying to catch a football and it bounces off his head and everybody's like, oh, radio. And it's like, <laughs> don't do this, guys. You got to stop. <laughs> Radio. Come running. You see Dave come running on the field and the trail is like, stop it. Stop everybody. Stop stop it. Everybody stop. Stop the movie. This is a history. We'll not look back on this with kind eyes. Fred Durst should reboot radio next. Yeah. With John Travolta. With John Travolta's radio. (laughs) That would be so great. If just the rest of their respective careers just play out with them teaming up on movies exactly like this. Mm. I want to see the fanatic franchise. I want to see the fanatic. I want them to eight. do a cross mm-hmm. moose this. in space. Yeah. yeah. Oh Fuck yeah. It. Moose takes Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> which will all exclusively be filmed in LA. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's no moose fat burger in Manhattan. What are you doing? <laughs> Come on. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. I think we've reached the legal cutoff point for an actual episode. Yeah. Did we ever, I'm, we never really had, there's no pushback here. I, I, I accepted I think your it, premise it, that this is a, a fine movie. It it's was totally fine. It's yeah. fine. It's it's not as bad as the reviews make it out to no. be. Much like the uh, film movie forty three. Like you mm. would think from the reaction to this that this was movie forty four. Right. The, yeah. No. There was definitely like a, a hype internet like exaggeration of this film. Um, it it has some narrative issues, but I I do think people do a good job in it. It's like it's, a reverse snakes on a plane. Where the internet yeah. wanted you to believe nothing more than that Snakes were, on a Plane was going to be a great movie. Yeah. And it was terrible. It was not very good. I would call it mediocre, but yes. it's it's Well, that's that thing. It's the Sharknados. It's whenever they're like, oh, yeah, look at how ironic and wacky we're being. And it's like, well, you're trying way too hard now. Um, yeah, I'm, I've never been a fan of so bad it's good unless it's legit it has to be yeah it has to be in earnest it has to be you can't deliberately be setting out to make the worst film ever it has to be birdemic it has to be the real deal like (laughs) yeah yeah you want that real shit yeah you want that real shit where like you find the filmmakers and you're like so you uh knew and they're like about what what did i know about and it's like oh no (laughs) uh 
I think that's a sewed, isn't it? I think it is. I mean, any, any final thoughts on, on... I feel like we probably moved a lot of units. I feel like we're going to sell yeah. a lot of the right. Fred Durst, we're, the Fanatic DVDs. I don't... Definitely pushed at least one rental. Yeah. I think people should watch it. I don't know who would I recommend it to, because again, there's a level of like morbid curiosity. Like the, the John Travolta stuff is, it's funny to watch, um, but it's also a, an interesting film. And it is, it's genuinely the, the, those moments when John Travolta is in the house are to me genuinely creepy and unsettling. The British Bobby stuff is when it's like, oh no, this is, you made a mistake. You made a mistake. Um, but yeah, the stuff in the house is great. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And the ending is just, the ending is like, I, some, I spit on your grave shit. It just goes from zero to 600 right, it's out of control yeah very very quickly did you see the i spit on your grave remake yeah no. <laughs> oh man oh I, it's very yes. like yeah it's yeah. a little there will be blood it's just like yeah it's just like super suddenly super violent i don't know uh, yeah. it's a better I, I, it's a better movie than people would expect yeah i can't recommend this to everybody i'd recommend it to specific people you know who you are Listen. i do think that this being John Travolta's training day is kind of accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like this is just John Travolta swinging for the fences, hoping he gets that Oscar. He doesn't deserve <laughs> <laughs> just really, really hoping for it. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Well, that's all I got to I fucking think say. Episode, about the- yeah. Thank you so much for doing the show, Adam. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Um, where can we find you? What do you want? I mean, I we're know. on your network. Yeah. Um, you know, here <laughs> you want from yeah. us. What do you want? <laughs> Patreon.com slash unpops. Uh, we're switching to a new subscription thing later this year. Cool. Oh, cool. So be on the lookout for that. Bolo. Cool. And uh, I guess follow me on Instagram at Adam Todd Brown, but not if you're going to be all moose about it. Mm-hmm. No, don't get all moose up on any yeah, of us. Don't please. come timing yeah, my I don't want to get moose in unless the you show up wearing a vest that says Rico on. Yeah. If you yeah. got that Rico vest, get at me. Yeah. I, <laughs> Uncle wants that Rico vest. Um, Dave, what do we have going on? We have a Patreon, Tom. Uh, Patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. It's from our other our other podcast network thing that we do. Did you hear about this, Tom? This, I have. Yeah. I, had to, I did hear about this, yes. It's got exclusive podcasts like uh, Fox Mulder's a Maniac and Tom and Jeff Watch Batman. Uh, it's Check it out. It's pretty good. I, I got to say, I, I, I like it. I like it. Uh, we also have a store, tpublic.com slash stores slash Gamefully Unemployed. I've heard about this. Yeah. yeah. We have like shirts and stickers and junk. Yeah. So wow. Like, that shit and like prints. Yeah. Prints. For our shows like Fox Mulder's a Maniac. Oh, mm-hmm. print. Okay. P-R-I-N-T. No, we don't have prints. Not, I mean, no. legally, I cannot legally, say I don't can. have any part of prints. <laughs> we can't we Buy say. his entire catalog yeah. on our T-Public store. Yeah. Nine ninety nine. Oh, what if? What if? <laughs> All right, uh, I think we're done here. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.